This is the Building Walls Podcast, episode number 67, recorded January 18th, 2022. From hero to zero, Martin Luther George Floyd Day. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. This is my little sister, Valerie, and I'm Jill's husband. Oh, no, this is Oh, you switched on me. This is my wife. This is my sister. They switched on me. The best way to get something done, if you... If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. Mr. President, can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive? No, away, you can't. So <laughs> Not unless you get in front of the car as I step on. Okay, um, hang on. Uh, a majority of Americans, and forgive me, I'm just the messenger, no longer consider you to be competent, focused, or effective in the job. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. Let's do this. Another episode of the Building Walls Podcast. Live and on the air. No, we're not live yet. Live and on the air. We've been live. We've We've been been live. live. We've been live for like 50 minutes. You just had to cut the music. Dude, we're going. This is live. Intro is here. By the way, I don't know if... uh, Did you see this the other day? I got to find it. I don't think I put it in here. Forgot. Your boy Vince Vaughn coming out as a sort of a conservative. How about that? What? What are you talking about? There's no way that there's another Hollywood conservative. Yeah, isn't that isn't that wild? I don't believe that. I don't believe it. Yeah, Vince Vaughn, wedding crasher star. Now he's getting a little older, realizing what the world's all about here. (laughs) Probably not enjoying California too much. Yeah, right. But let's get on to it. How about your boy Chuck Schumer? Shifty Schumer. (laughs) Why is everybody gonna be my boy tonight? Yeah. I want to know, like, are we starting off the show? It's like, okay, it's Dayton's boy, Chuck Schumer. Uh, Dayton's boy, Chuck okay. Schumer. Do Dude, I get so- Cocaine Mitch? Are we doing a draft? Cocaine if we're Mitch. doing a, a fantasy draft for Senate people, who are you taking number one overall? Oh, there you go. Wow. That's so what are we draft? Like, what is, what, is, what is the league? What's the game we're playing? Yeah, how do you get points? Yeah. <laughs> Your offense and defense. I'll take uh, Joe Manchin for the block. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, that's a good one. He's, he's the number. He's the number one rated defense right now. Yeah, if you're looking at the Senators who stand by their values the most, yeah, I mean, Manchin's number one overall with Cinema number two, right? If you're looking at the ones who are most full of shit, I mean, I don't. Cocaine Mitch is a good one. Lindsey Graham. Yeah, I mean, he's up there. You Schumer. If I wanted, if I wanted to make sure I won in the stock market, though, Nancy Pelosi, because you know all that insider trading money is really <laughs> going to be coming in. <laughs> but yes, man. Speaking of the block, it's crazy that your your boy Shifty Schumer doesn't hide anything. He's talking about, and this is according to the a Daily Wire article, why Schumer. Uh, he's kind of hinting at why they so desperately want to get rid of the filibuster. And he straight up says, we'll lose our majority. So 
it doesn't have to do with the fact that it is or is not constitutional, that you should or shouldn't do it, that it is or is not ethical. It's just the fact that we'll lose our majority. Well, you know what? If you did what the voters wanted, you wouldn't lose your majority. <laughs> I mean, isn't that why we I mean, live in such that. a great country? <laughs> literally that. See aforementioned statement by our host, Mr. Chad Walls. <laughs> Co-host with everyone's boy, Chris Dayton. <laughs> I'm right. I'm rocking the Michigan State gear tonight, baby. Go no, ahead. Is tweet that a me. I don't Detroit care. Detroit Tigers Michigan State hat. It is. Is it green? Yeah. It's kind of tough to. Wow, that's a, that's sweet. It, it is green. Yeah, like I'm wearing that. lots of green. You got the blue on. We're repping. It's good. We know who's not going to get pinched on St. Patty's Day. <laughs> what if I like being pinched? Hey, you know what? In fact, tweet at Chad Walls. You you do you do the at, at building walls, right? I think so. Okay, get some at tweets. Let's go ahead and just get uh, uh, building walls, my boy, trending on tr- Twitter right now. Dude, speak of this, you got what you just mentioned. You might like being pinched. I was getting my hair cut earlier, and she's like, "Hey, I don't want to put the thing around your neck uh, a little too tight." I was like, "That's all right. I like it." <laughs> is, is the haircut so bad that that's why you're wearing the cap no it's because it's freezing in my basement and the utility bills in new england are wild and it's crazy <laughs> it's uh biden inflation right dude my utilities go up three to four hundred dollars minimum a month in the winter that's a wow. lot of money it's a lot of money that, just dude, for utilities that's like a car payment that's a car payment. Yeah, for something that you have to have. I can't just turn off the heat in my house. Yeah, not with two little kids at home. I mean, I could, but then the government would be coming after me for that. Just can't well, wait. Yeah, you know, yeah ser- seriously. <laughs> but, Chad, seriously, what's your take on this with uh, you know the Democrats? I mean, I just feel like this is so sh- short-sighted from them that uh, they would press so hard to get the filibuster – and the only thing I can think of is like if they do that, if they break the filibuster and then they pass these laws, that they somehow think that they're going to steal another election. But I, I just feel like there is no way in the world we we cannot afford another three years of Biden and these people in office. Literally cannot afford things. it. We we can't afford it. We can't afford the foreign policy disaster. We can't afford the massive immigration problems that we have that nobody seems to be talking about anymore. It's like, I guess nobody's at the border anymore. We can't even deal with the fact that, uh, you know, COVID is running wild. You know, everybody in the world's got COVID right now. Everybody got COVID. Everybody got COVID. COVID's coming to get you. The COVID's coming to get you like Biden is sniffing a little kid. That's what's coming. Wow. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about that attack helicopter? <laughs> so it's you do. We can't escape COVID just like we can't escape these shifty libs trying to do these crazy political maneuvers. And like you said, if what do you think is going to happen? And the other thing that I was thinking about is if this is such an important thing to them, why weren't they pushing this four years ago? Why weren't they trying to end the filibuster when Bush was president? Why weren't they trying to do it when Trump was president? 
Why is it only now something that they really care about? Well, it's interesting because right before we jumped on here, because all of the filibuster stuff is around, you know, doing the voting, uh, changing the voting laws and redrawing the districts mm. and doing different things like that. That's what they want to do. Right. And yet they're trying to pin down like Republicans and and everybody else. And actually, you know, even people in the Democratic Party are trying to like say, how can you not be supportive of this? You must be a racist because you don't like having uh, proper voting laws. It's like, wait right. a minute, who? what are you talking about right now? Everybody wants proper voting laws. Nobody wants to suppress anybody. Everybody just wants it to be fair. So exactly. what are they doing? They're trying to change the rules by like jamming this down America's throat. It's crazy to me. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like you're playing a game. And uh, I'm trying to think of a game off the cuff, but I can't. But let's say you're a little kid on the playground at school and you're playing basketball, right? And you say every every time that I hit a, a jump shot, it's worth two two points and everything else is worth three. And then the other kid's like, yeah, but I'm a way better shooter. So I want to make every jump shot worth three points and everything else worth two because I shoot better than you do. And you're like, you can't just change the rules to the game because it fits whatever you want to do. And that's literally what they try to do every time. They just want to change the rules to the game so that it fits their narrative or to so that it benefits them politically. It, you know what's interesting? It, that has to be it. I mean, that literally has to be the only reason that they're thinking they're trying to like drum up something because this is not what people care about. Nobody gives a crap about the voter election stuff. I think people care about the fact that their utility bills are through the roof. Or how about the fact that it costs a million dollars for gasoline? Or how about the fact that I can't even buy a steak anymore? You know, I think most Americans are probably like me. In fact, I'm going to do a little Vince Vaughn here. I do that. You know, a little, uh, you know, I want want to go get a steak because I I shouldn't get a steak because it costs too much because Biden's Uh, created so much inflation. But but now I I really want a steak, but I shouldn't have a steak. I'm not going to have a steak. And all the whole while, I just want to know is like, you know, everything's going to cost through the roof. I don't know what's even happening right now. And maybe we'll play a little game called Just a Tip. Just to see how it feels. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's just, I tried to, and we've been talking about this a little bit the past few weeks. I've been trying to wrap my head around the mind of somebody who voted for Biden. The mind of some of these people who go off the cuff and freak out about COVID when if you're so serious about this and it, and it's not just this, but why don't you get worried about everything else in life that can kill you? Why don't you stop eating fast food every day? Right? Cause obesity probably kills more people, more people than COVID ever has. And that's something that you can physically yourself control in most cases. So why don't we get worried yeah. about that? Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, it's, it's a, once again, it's hypocrisy. It's rules, rules for thee, not for me. Mm. And, and <laughs> it's just played out every single day, every single day. Right, because in the minds of these Dems, there was a, a poll that came out. 
what is this poll? It's a Rasmussen report. According to Heartland Institute and Rasmussen report, national telephone and online survey survey taken this survey. month. Sorry. So I'm going to just describe some of what they uh, were leaning towards in this report. And let me know who this reminds you of, what group of people this reminds you of. 45% of Democrats said they would not disapprove of sending unvaccinated people to designated facilities or concentration camps. Let's just call them what it is. Uh, and it was asked in different ways. Would you strongly favor, somewhat favor, somewhat oppose, or strongly oppose? And 45% of them were in favor of it, whether it's strongly favor or somewhat favor. Regardless, you're in favor of it. Uh, among all voters surveyed, 71% opposed, 78% of Republicans, and 64% of unaffiliated voters said they would strongly oppose. But 45% of Democrats answered this poll, said they would be in favor of such an idea. Who, what group of people does that remind you of from history? Yeah. Hmm. I, you know, because I did not I, see I, that I, one I'm coming. Thinking, I'm thinking like, what are we looking at? Like the 1930s, somewhere that, around that time there. frame, somewhere in there. And, did we fight um, a war because of that? Well, I think a lot of people got pretty upset. Mm. And uh, I think the whole world got mad. We, I think it was like the second time the whole world got mad at yeah. each other, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. And then, like, you know, people oh, wanted, man. you know, some, I, I think even some of the countries were like, you know what, don't bring us into this. But then, mm. you know, they get bombed. And, uh, Oh yeah, that was Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. World War II, German Nazis. Yeah, okay. Why did you show your papers? Hey, to do what? To go to dinner? In New York City, you gotta show your papers. <laughs> right. Hmm. So yeah, I'm sure I'm sure all our veterans, you know, mm. left our left their homes and traveled across this you know the pacific or the uh atlantic on both fronts of our country to go you know fight for freedom so that at our homeland we could have to show our papers in order to go to a restaurant that sounds that sounds exactly like what happened isn't that something yeah so let me let me hit you with this next stat here 29% of democrats favored temporarily removing parents custody of their children if the parents refuse to get the covid vaccine that's almost that's over one out of four so it does say that only seven percent of republicans and 11 percent of unaffiliated voters agreed so there's a little bipartisanship among that so to speak based on the numbers right no one is uh no one gets away from this whole COVID thing, whether it's, it's literally, it's a very nonpartisan thing, right? Someone yeah. getting sick, someone getting an illness is very nonpartisan, but the way that it's turned, the fear mongering in the media is heavily, uh, comes from one side. Well, they, they say that one in three people have COVID right now. Right. Yet, so yet, yet the mortality rate is less than a percent now. Well, I mean, it's me, you, and attack helicopter, right now. So <laughs> we all know, we all know which one of us, which one of us unlucky bastards got which, COVID. Which one of us? 
is there anything you want to share with me, Chad? Nope. How about you, Attack Helicopter? <laughs> What's going on in your world? <laughs> yeah. So, but it's just so crazy that almost over one out of four, almost one out of three of Democrats would favor removing the parents from their children because they don't want to take a vaccine that has proven to have close to zero efficacy. And has not yeah. stopped you from catching COVID, has not stopped you from dying from COVID, has not stopped you from spreading COVID. Do, do, but do you remember, like, if I go mad, I'm sure we can find this somewhere if we have to. But I'm pretty sure it was last May when Biden got up and he literally said to the country, go get vaccinated. Because if you get the vaccine, you can't get COVID and you literally. can't spread COVID. I mean, these people changed their minds so many times, and I'm okay with it. I'm literally okay with the fact that, like, hey, maybe new information came in. And so you're allowed to change your mind if you have new information. But at that time, can we all look back now and be like, yeah, that was really bad uh, to say that. That did not help. Right. And there's kind of goes, it goes in line with the mask thing. Like, the CDC is walking back, you know, this whole idea of, like, I mean, literally, gone back I think and forth the, the whole time. The whole time they're like, yeah, you're you're you need an N95 mask and everybody needs an N95 mask. And you know what the problem is? There isn't enough production of making N95 masks for everybody to have them disposably for the whole country. So you need to reserve those for the medical professionals who are on the front lines of fighting this. And I agree with that. I mean, in order of priority. Then to turn around and put mask mandates on everybody when we know damn well they don't work. That cloth mask that my kids wear into school every day does absolutely nothing. And isn't a proper I, I, actually, hold on, mask hold on. supposed to be fitted to your face? But but I want to say something. It does it does do something. It that does absolutely nothing positive. But it does retain germs and it does help you breathe in like crap all day that you're not supposed to be breathing it. You know, just sitting in your mask all day. And I can't imagine that that's overly healthy. For and there been, all the kids across the country, there have been studies pre-COVID showing that when kids can't see other people's faces, uh, it can actually in in inhibit them psychologically, uh, and like in different social settings. And that was a pre-COVID right. studies that were done because of that. Um, yeah, and like I was saying, a proper N95 mask, I'm pretty sure, is supposed to be appropriately fitted to your face specifically. In order for it to be a hundred percent, if or I use the word a hundred percent effective, as effective as it can be for you, I should say. Yeah, maximum effectiveness. Mm, wow, that's nice. Whew. That's nice. So, before we no, so before we do that, I, I didn't add this in here either. But the OSHA, the Supreme Court, came down with the OSHA ruling, right? Oh yeah. Well, was that on Wednesday or Thursday, I think? It was last week, yeah. Uh, it was one of those – it was after the show or after we recorded the show. Yeah, I think it was the day after. I think it was Wednesday last week. So what do you think about that? So they shot down the OSHA mandate where if you're a company of 100 or more employees uh, and or a healthcare worker, you have to have a full – you're vaccinated. You have to have a full vaccination status from COVID. So they got rid of the uh, private company mandate, but 
kept in the healthcare worker mandate. Yeah, I don't really understand what say the you? differences. I, I don't understand the difference. And I think, you know, wasn't it uh, Kavanaugh that was the one that was in favor of the medical I think so, one? Yeah, yeah. And I would just like to know, like, what he was thinking. Like, how is this different than anything else? I mean, last time I checked, hey, freedom is freedom. You know, whether you're a healthcare worker or you're a FedEx worker, you know, like, what difference does it make? Yeah, there's, I'm kind of split on this because I know part of the reason why he kept, or the, the argument to keep it in was that in history and in the past, they've been required to take different vac vaccinations to go to work because they are in the healthcare field. But knowing what the science is here versus those other vaccinations, how can you keep that in effect? Because aren't these the same people who you to told to go to work anyway? When you thought it was so deadly before do, they do got think, the vaccination? Do you think Kavanaugh will still be on the Supreme Court in 10 years? Probably, unless he decides to quit, right? It's a lifetime appointment. Well, maybe there will be attorney firms that will be advertising to go before the Supreme Court that will say, if you or a loved one took the COVID vaccine, you may be entitled to substantial <laughs> compensation. Call us today. <laughs> you know that's coming. Oh, man. It's got to. Not for me. But for others out there. Yeah, maybe I should get the vaccination then. Just just in case. Get that money. So I can see. Yeah, I just get, get that bread. Get that Let's get bread. that bread. Mm. <laughs> In fact, we need to eat now. This is what we need to do. We need to eat. Eat. And here it comes, buddy boy. What hey, beer you got? I want, I've been waiting all day to find out what beer you have. Attack helicopter. Cue up that TikTok video for me, would you please? That boy's going to get him good. Going to hear from Dayton's other boy, Slick Willie. <laughs> so the beer I have is Sapporo. In a can. You can't find this in too many areas. Typically, if you go to a hibachi steakhouse, you can get a Sapporo. If you're going to your favorite sushi joint, you can get a Sapporo. Uh, it's a Japanese beer. And uh, it comes in a pretty sweet can. So if you've never had Sapporo before, it's pretty unique. It's kind of light and crispy, almost uh, a little sweet. I enjoy a good Sapporo beer. This, is, this thing's 20, 22 ounces. Have you had Sapporo before? Oh, yeah. What yeah. do you think of Sapporo? I think it's good. It's like the Japanese Stella. <laughs> I, would, uh, I wouldn't argue with that one. So, as we get into it, you know, there's a few things here. But first, I just want to start it off with this video of Slick, of Slick Willie. Because this is this is going to tee off the rant. Let's hear this video about what Slick Willie has to say back in the 90s about some government experiments. Thousands of government-sponsored experiments did take place at hospitals, universities, and military bases around our nation. The goal was to understand the effects of radiation exposure on the human body. While most of the tests were ethical by any standards, some were unethical, not only by today's standards, but by the standards of the time in which they were conducted. 
They fail both the test of our national values and the test of humanity. In one experience, scientists experiment, scientists injected plutonium into 18 patients without their knowledge. In another, doctors exposed indigent cancer patients to excessive doses of radiation, a treatment from which it is virtually impossible that they could ever benefit. The report also demonstrates that these and other experiments were carried out on precisely those citizens who count most on the government for its help, the destitute and the gravely ill. You can cut it there. And we wonder why people are hesitant about getting a COVID vaccine, that they don't know what's in it, that they won't tell you what's in it. Why does why do things we hear that come out of our politicians' mouths not matter? Why are the things they do adverse to what they say at times not matter? Why does it not matter that Representative uh, Kirsten Gillibrand or Gillibrand, however you say her name, is walking through a restaurant, Democratic rep- representative, is walking through a restaurant without her mask on. And she vows to do better. Why don't you do better in the first place? That's what you believe. Or is it not what you believe? Is that why it doesn't matter to you? Why does the director of the CDC have to come out and say that? Over 75% of COVID deaths had four or more comorbidities. means the people who passed away from allegedly COVID also had four other serious health conditions that would also cause death. Four other conditions. So that puts you at five. It's bad enough to have one. But over 75% of COVID deaths, according to the director of the CDC, were with people who had four or more comorbidities. So you combine all this stuff, getting people getting injected with plutonium unknowingly to see what the effects of radiation are. And he says, not only is it unethical by today's standards, but it was unethical by the standards at that time. So they knew, the government knew when they were doing it that it was unethical, and they did it anyway. I don't think that what's happened over the past 20, 30 years now has led me to have more faith in the government. If anything, it's led me to have less faith in the government. So if that happened back in the 90s, according to Slick Willie there, What do you think is going on today? Do you think they're not trying to experiment how different things could affect you with COVID? I'm not saying they are. But how do you know they're not? So, you know, all this stuff's coupled with, uh, I met a guy the other day. And this is, again, talking about just wrapping my head around how these people think. A guy walks in and explains to me how his cousin in Puerto Rico just died from Omicron. I said, oh, really? And I didn't say much. I just said that he keeps talking and talks about how she had previous lung issues, how uh, she actually had heart issues and had a heart attack. That's was what ended up causing her death. And I'm thinking to myself, so did she die from a heart attack or did she die from Omicron? 
because I'm really confused by what you just told me. But if the CDC says they're dying from COVID, that's what they're telling the public, even though, like you said, Chris, back in May, Uncle Joe was telling everyone that you couldn't get COVID. You couldn't spread COVID if you got the vaccine, the same vaccine developed during the Trump administration that he said he would never take. And that he said one day Trump's going to have to answer for the people that die from that vaccine. Is that right? Is that right? Then you have Uncle Joe tweets out over 1 million cases of COVID, almost 70,000 dead. Or Yeah, so this is the tweet. What is upsetting President Trump? Tough questions from the press. Crimea River, Mr. President. And then you fast forward uh, about a year and a half later. And uh, he's getting questions from reporters about this. And he says, folks, we'll talk about about that later. Come on. Talk about what? Come how on. More people, how more people have died since you've been in office for something you said you were going to get under control? For something that you now said you have zero, zero solution for. And then I'm going to end it with this. This is a great article from Fox News I saw earlier. A Midwest hospital chain gets caught race baiting. And they were race baiting treatment plans for COVID-19. They did it based on a numerical point system that you had to hit at least 20 points for them to give you monoclonal antibodies. If you are black, you started with seven. (laughs) If you're black, you started with seven points. So that means if you're a white female at the age of 50, you started with 15 points. And then they go on to talk about how if you have obesity, that's one more point. If you have asthma, that's one more point. And hypertension, that's one point. So that would put you at 18 points. I'm sorry. You don't quite get to cross the finish line today. But if you're a black 50-year-old, you start with 15 points just like the white woman would, but then you also get an additional seven because you're black. So even though you may not have obesity, asthma, hypertension, or any other health risks, you would get the monoclonal antibody treatment plan for COVID-19, unlike the lady who might actually die and has three comorbidities along with COVID. Talk about racism. That We're not talking about practice. We're talking about racism. This is I mean, literally is that, something that could affect people's lives and kill them. Is that ethical? Not to cut in on the rant, but like... No, you're good. The rant's over now. That was the last point. Dude, I, I just feel like that last point that you made is the, the antithesis of the ethical arm argument that we have going on in our country right now. And I can't find any way to support that notion because it's not ethical. It's literally not ethical. Yeah. To divide people ethical based about it. on race. Like, <laughs> I just... That's systemic racism. That That is systemic racism. Yeah. That's the only type of systemic racism I can find in the country, but that is it. Wow. I'm uh, happy that I've already had COVID and I'm a pure blood. 
<laughs> a pure blood. I'm a pure blood OG. I already had the original string, buddy. Yeah, you know, and all those stats we were talking about last last week, like why why would you imagine forcing healthcare workers going back to the whole OSHA thing? Healthcare workers who probably already have COVID because you force them to work too. Uh, but you force them to take a vaccine where they have two to four times are more likely to suffer adverse side effects. Yeah. Do you, uh, do we know if Delta is still around? Is that still a thing or is that like gone? (laughs) I don't know. Is the original strain still around circulating or is that gone too? I think this is like a tropical storm. They just start at a and go all the way down. Yeah. Come and go. Are we going to see like the Megatron uh, virus strain? Because that one would be good. Well, there was another strain they say they said was going around that started with an O as well. So I don't know if we got through the whole alphabet and now we're back to O or what. I'm I don't know how this how this works. It, I blame Star. That's my stream. first time. <laughs> anyway, go good rant, man. That was a solid topic. And, uh, dude, but you're right. Like that. And I just don't, I don't get it, Chad. I mean, I don't understand how anybody can be supportive of that. Dude, could you imagine those slick, slick Willie injecting you with some plutonium? Isn't that wild? A radioactive, uh, what's on the periodic table? What are those things called? Elements, a radioactive element. (laughs) They're injecting into your body just to see what it does. They don't want to tell you first. I mean, it wouldn't be the first thing in his presidency that was blown. (laughs) Facts. Facts. I bet you Monica has something to say say about about that. Yep. It's crazy though. So let's, let's, this is going to be a little different of a wholesome story. I just want to talk a little bit about MLK Day. MLK was the man. He stood up for what was right. And he stood up for something that was truthful too. Right? He wasn't making up stuff. And he didn't come at you with silly science. He didn't come at you lying about things. Uh, telling telling lies. He wasn't doing any violence. None of his supporters were. He was standing up for what he believed, and he was a Republican, by the way, and helped to implement positive change at a time where there was segregation in schools. He helped to get them unsegregated, not put segregation back in schools like they're doing now. I feel like we live in a twilight zone. I really do. I I can't even establish in my brain how you know these people are like we wanted our freedom we want to be free we want to be you know integrated with you guys we want to be able to do all the same things and then it's like now we fast forward like 50 years later and they're like yeah no we need our own schools we we need our own you know cable television <laughs> channel we need you know everything for us and for our culture and it's like that's not that's not integrating at all and uh it's sad it's, it's just sad why can we not coexist i love those bumper stickers by the way coexist 
Those are the worst bumper stickers ever. I mean, but do you have uh, one on the back of your Jeep? <laughs> it's just that what, what irritates me about those bumper stickers is the people who want to coexist. And we're going to talk about this. We actually, yeah, there it is. There it is. We actually, coexist. we had a plan to talk about this at the end of the, or towards the later part of the show. But the people who have those bumper stickers literally don't want to coexist with you. They want to coexist only if you agree with what they agree with or believe in. Otherwise, they don't yeah. want to coexist. But well, I mean, that's and and was that MLK's message? It sure wasn't. I mean, right? It wasn't dude, to coexist. You just look at the courage it took for a guy like MLK to coordinate uh you know his messaging and make sure that he was standing up and that he was the voice of reason he was the voice of change uh he was the voice of strength uh in unity and he wanted to be together together he wanted america to be better than what we were and at the core all of us want to be better right but he wasn't a criminal. You know, like, uh, Chad, I mean, you've got this thing queued up here, you know, this tweet from our president. Yeah, it was more than a tweet. It was actually not a tweet. It was actually it was a part video of the press conference. Straight, yeah. Straight up. And, like, did you see that? Dude, there's no words to explain that. So I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I, I thought like, okay, you and I, we do a podcast, right? Like 14 people listen to us or more. I don't know. Maybe we've got enough for a sponsor now. I don't know yet, but to, so I would expect for us to have like an argument with somebody in a backyard bar or something as you're drinking some Sapporos and Stella's. Yeah. Sapporos and just being like, oh yeah, well, you know what? George Floyd was as impactful as MLK, you know, and and as ridiculous as the statement as that is, you you kind of like okay, yeah, there's stupid people out there and people who've never picked up a history book or have no idea how to have comparisons. But I didn't think the president of the United States, number forty six, would be the one making the argument that the president of the United States of America uttered the words that MLK did not have nearly the impact worldwide as the death of George Floyd. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Play that attack helicopter. But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's as he's not wearing his mask. He looks like an idiot. And you know what? Now he sounds like an idiot, and now he's proven he's an idiot. We can't afford three more years of this, dude. This dude is not on the same plane as the rest of us. And if anybody honestly thinks that George Floyd dying, although tragic, we're not arguing that. But if you honestly want to put him in the same category as MLK, 
You're everything that's wrong with this country. You are everything that is wrong with this country. Pick up a damn book and go back to school. Yeah, I don't get So we were chatting about this earlier. Not only did he say it, but someone wrote that for him. A professional speechwriter. So you're sitting down there, right? Your your number one thing is, you know, as as you talked about before you got elected was, I'm going to unify the country. And then you make the comment that a career criminal, someone who is doped up on drugs, that died, although, you know, maybe he shouldn't have. But if he wasn't on drugs, he may not have died either. He, he was he was absolutely like I absolutely think he was murdered. You know, that that went too far. But keep going, because everything you've said is dead on. So that that person was more, his death was more impactful than a person who we have a national holiday for. There's a reason that a Monday in January every year is a federal holiday and people take the day off. Not many other holidays does that occur for. President's Day, Labor Day, Memorial Day. Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's. I don't know any of those other days, July 4th. I don't know any of those other days that are for one specific person. But MLK Day is. And there's a reason for that. Because he had such an impact on this world that they can't even utter his name in the same sentence and talk about what he really did because it would be against all their narrative but there's a reason that we have a day like that for a specific person because of what he did and they're gonna he's the president of the united states like you said chris that was perfect the president of the united states says that out loud read from a teleprompter he probably didn't even know what he was saying as he was saying it can you agree that president trump has said a lot of really stupid things. Yeah. Grab him by the... <laughs> All of the stupid things that Trump has ever said combined times a trillion didn't even match that one clip from Joe. Not one. Because he no, never said anything that dumb. He's completely... Like you said, he's not even living in the same plane. Like That's otherworldly. <laughs> At what point, like, I still don't, I still can't believe that people see George Floyd as an idol. Like you said, if you see George Floyd as an idol, I'm going to add to it. You are the worst kind of person there is on this earth. If you see George Floyd as an idol. Because it was the circumstance, not the person. Yeah. Compared to MLK, it was the the exact opposite. It was the person. That made the situation. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's just shameful. I have a lot of friends that I admire and respect, you know, that are African American, and I I feel bad for them that there's anybody, let alone a sitting president of the United States, that would take one of the greatest African Americans to ever live and put them in the same breath as George Floyd. Good God. That is so disgusting to me. It's sickening. 
I was just thinking about this and I'm not laughing about it, but I was, I'm laughing about what I'm thinking about. Uh, I'm still trying to find on Google where George Floyd's, I have a dream speech is. Yeah. Is it out there? Like did George Floyd walk the streets of Birmingham? Uh, his, his speech is three, three words. I can't breathe. <laughs> Whoa. Right, and that some somehow is oh god, yeah, yeah, I saw that Lord. picture. <laughs> oh man, Dude, that, like there's some things that just make you want to punch. And that's the, the best face. that that's the best George Floyd's ever looked because he doesn't wear suits. He wore jumpsuits from being in mm, prison. Mm, mm. Shots fired. I just wish these people would move to Canada, like Quebec, Canada, Quebec, Canada. Quebec, where they can get significant taxes posed on their unvaccinated friends, because apparently that's what they want. They want to put us in concentration camps. But this stuff, as reported by the Daily Warrior, people who live in Quebec or Quebec, however it's pronounced, don't give a damn. Quebec. Quebec. Quebec will impose a significant tax on the unvaccinated. The Canadian province will impose a significant tax on the unvaccinated. A decision made by 10% of Quebecers leads to costs for the healthcare system. And imagine this, it's because they have universal health care. The reasoning behind it was if these per, if these people are going to allegedly add to the health care costs, then we must tax them higher. Do you tax those who eat like crap? Do you toes? Do you tax yeah. those who are on drugs? Do you, do you tax the people who are eating poutine every day? Because <laughs> that's right. not exactly healthy. How about all your cheese curds? Why don't you choke those down, you little goblet? Yeah, you're right. Do you, do you tax those <laughs> that are on drugs more? Because they're definitely... Like, I can guarantee you if you do drugs, hardcore drugs, you will at some point be in the hospital. I can't guarantee that with COVID. So if we're going to be fair, let's be fair across all parts of it, right? Let's not just tax those who we feel like we want to tax. And the size of the penalty they said for this is it's still undecided, but it will be significant. Just because you don't get a vaccine, a vaccine that shows next to zero efficacy uh, now, unless you get your third or fourth booster shot, a vaccine that doesn't stop you from spreading it, a vaccine that doesn't stop you from dying, a vaccine that doesn't stop you from getting it. But if you don't take it, we're going to tax you. I'm going to tax them. You're vaccinated and you're running your mouth. I need to tax you because I got to put up with your bullshit. Right, I'm going to tax you because my government had to pay for your vaccination. Yeah, you're going to have to pay. Everybody who, who got the vaccine has to pay extra because that's your bill. You chose right. to go sign up for that. You you volunteered. You got to pay. Mm. Cost but money. How many ways can they figure out how to tax the public without directly taxing the public? Stuff I like mean, this that is <sighs> like there's there's no studies to show that it's a bigger strain on the healthcare system compared to anything else out there. Are you going to tax me for not getting a flu vaccine? 
You text me for not getting the measles vaccine or chicken pox or mumps or measles or rubella. (laughs) (laughs) Rabies. Am I getting my rabies shot? Chris, my question to you about this stuff is how much of this do we have to see before, like, at what point does the government stop doing things like this? When they get voted out, which is why we're going to go back full circle to the fact that they want to, you know, drop out the filibuster so that they can jam through their legislation that they want. That they can, uh, you know, change the voting rules so that they can stay in power so that they can continue to tax us because they know that the party's over if they can't get this done and enough people are paying attention, which they are now. Uh, then there's going to be people who are going to come basically vote everybody out. I mean, I think there's like 24 Democrats in the House of Representatives are like retiring. We're retiring. We're not going to do this anymore. Uh, sure you are. You're retiring because you would get your butt handed to you in the next election for your track record and what you, you voted for. I mean, there could be a massive tsunami shift in uh who's in power i mean even kevin mccarthy in california has said flat out hey if this happens if we end up taking back the house and the senate and uh doing all this we are investigating all of them all of these people you know nancy pelosi and her uh you know perfect you know stock trading record gonna be under investigation dr fauci it's going to be uh, investigated for his roles. And uh, we don't like Dr. Fauci. We like Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. We don't like Dr. Fauci too much. No, sir. He's uh, no good. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're over here typing. <laughs> yeah. But let's get into the next thing, talking about some of this crazy stuff. There's something. Came out again by the Daily Wire. They just, I mean, I follow them. They just throw out some banger of articles here. Uh, They had a good week. They had a good week. Yeah, they had a really good week. Um, Satan, Satan Club. I was trying to figure out something craftier to say this, but Satan Club at an Illinois school. Close. Satan Club. Band, that's Band Camp, right? Band Camp, one time in Band Camp. (laughs) <laughs> one time in bang bang camp uh, so there's an illinois school district defends their after school satan club forget this not high schoolers who put it together it wasn't middle schoolers middle schoolers even who put it together it was for elementary kids i remember being in elementary school and there wasn't one club that was put together by the kids in my my school I don't think that really held true in high school because you had to have a supervisor there or a teacher, someone. So that means there's people who go to the school, live near the school, who put together a Satan club, Satan club for their kids. Talking about the old devil. What do you think about that one? (laughs) I spent more time on this podcast shaking my head incessantly just shaking my head because all these topics just make me shake my head 
I'm like SMHing all the way home tonight. And there was not a shortage of crazy topics from this past week to talk about. Dude, Satan Club? Satan Club. What is going on? Look, I mean, he's not. <sighs> so this is the one thought that, that I had. This isn't in college. Right. I mean, everybody the, knows it's already in college. So here's like the one thought that I had is you don't have to agree with Christ, with Christianity. But let's talk about when Jesus walked the earth. Tell me one thing, one life principle, one life value or belief that Jesus talked about that doesn't benefit society. Give me one. Uh, love your neighbor. <laughs> right. So like everything Jesus talked about... That well, what that can be misinterpreted. It just uh, it just depends. I mean, well, what platform right. are you reading the Bible or are you on Pornhub? Because That's loving true. your neighbor is two different things. But if you think about it, you know whether you agree with him or not, those are good things to do. But then you have Satan Club. Tell me about this Satan Club. What are the principles of Satan? That could benefit society. Stealing, larceny, rioting, murder, adultery. Are like any of those things that are promoted from typical Satanists that are supposed to benefit society. And then we're talking about this with elementary school kids. You know, did you did you see the angle that they're going with? That it's about freedom. Freedom to do what you want, whenever you want. Yeah, it's crazy. A 10 year old. Yeah. This is the path of do whatever you want. Mm. Play those video games. Eat whatever you want. Make it feel good. Make it feel the good. Way. Seriously. Like, what 10 year old is going to be like, oh, yeah, I've got the discipline to, you know, recognize that there's a perspective here. Uh, no, I mean it's just it's insane. This is this is literally the farthest that we've gone. Is that you're you're now having schools, and I don't think there was a that was the only one. I think there was another school that was in Arizona, uh, and one in even Kansas that you know had the same thing. So they're pretty bold right now. Yeah, you're right. They're talking about uh, the flyer said the Satan Club would include science projects. Puzzles, games, arts and crafts projects, nature activities. Promise to teach kids benevolence, empathy, mm. critical thinking, problem solving, creative expression, and personal sovereignty. So why is it called the Satan Club? I don't get personal it. Personal sovereignty. You're not gods. You're your own. You're your own god. I just don't get why. How does anything related to Satan relate to the word benevolence and acting yeah, kind doesn't. to someone? <laughs> it doesn't. That's the answer. It doesn't. Like there's no part of, and here's the thing. If you believe about Satan, if you believe in Satan, well, then you got to believe in God. Right? Yeah, I mean, he's part of God's story. <laughs> right. 
that's what cracks me up when people believe things like that or paganism. And you're like, well, you obviously believe in God or a higher being then that is good and holy too. So it's just, it's everything is just so messed up with all this stuff. And we're going to talk about a little bit more of that after we get through Chris's corner here. Oh, Chris's corner. Here we go. Line them up. Knock them down. Batter up. I'm going to let's go. I'm getting warmed up. Oh, okay. all right. Yeah. Hey, I got a new chair, by the way. I got a new chair. I saw that. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, nice and comfortable for Chris's corner. Oh. Nice little gaming chair. Got your new desk, right? Yep. Yep. New background. Ready go. to go. New office. New. What meeting. is that sign on your wall? Good friends are like what? Uh, good friends are like stars. You don't always see them, but you know they're always there. That's beautiful. That's from that's from the wife. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. So we talk about hypocrisy a lot. How do you feel about politicians not having to abide by the same laws that they institute for us? Such as one example is they don't have to be on the same healthcare plan that they require everyone get on or that they want to require. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the fundamental problems we have in this country. And I think I can make the argument that even back in 1776, when we were establishing our own country, 1780, 1781, uh, and everything was getting off the ground, it was an honor to serve and to actually be in a leadership role with the country. Uh, you know, when you're talking about the George Washingtons of the day, Thomas Jefferson, uh, you know, some of these, you know, iconic leaders that we have that really got the country moving in the right direction when it was really hard at the beginning. But it was an honor. And, it, and George Washington is the one that set the example for us. He's one of the greatest Americans of all time. He, you know, was a general. He led the troops in the war. He was on the front lines and um, navigated us, you know, largely to a, a, you know, he was the one that led us to a victory. And then he, he modeled for us uh, that you don't stay in power forever. You step down. He was the first president. He could have easily been president for 12 years. Uh, he could have been president for 16 years, maybe even 20. Well, then, but he even was on record of saying, like, hey, we, we just left a monarchy where there was a king and a ruler. That's not what we are. Somebody else needs to step up and lead and serve. And so the whole government was set up to have people step up into roles of leadership and serve a term, but that is not what we have now. We have lifetime politicians who have made it a career and it's ridiculous, dude. Rules for thee, not for me, right? So my second question That's to you is, problem. what do you think would need to happen in order for you to get the jab? What would it? For me personally, 
Yeah, like what would need to happen, you think, for someone well, I mean, you can answer it for you personally, but I just that's a easier perspective to take. But what what do you think needs to be done in order to have this be more accepted wide widespread, let's say? Well, honestly, this is a complete and utter failure of our leadership system because truth be told, I don't think the vaccine is you know harmful i actually think it's probably beneficial if you look at some of the science and you you take some time and you you really look at it but it's also not one size fits all that's really the biggest problem is they tried to blanket statement everyone needs to get vaccinated no that's not true it should have been a rollout priority priority based on your health issues like we were talking earlier, not issues like what color of skin you have, but issues like, hey, you have three comorbidities. Cor- you you need to be first in line to go get this. Everybody should have gone and seen their doctor and had their doctor visit, you know, had the, the shot ready to go if they were in those things or the elderly. You know, we knew that early on this was really uh, going after if you you were older a certain age group so we should have prioritized that hmm. but it got lost the, the translation got lost and it became politicized and then you're trying to tell everybody you have to do this well no there's people who there's people who probably don't need to get it uh honestly people you know that have already had covid there were a lot of people who got covid that's how we had to deal with it in the first place so at some point, and I really do think this is more of a, uh, it was a tactic from the left and it's biting them. They, they eat themselves, honestly, Chad. At the end of the day, what happens is they, they used it against Donald Trump and Republicans and said, we're not going to take that vaccine. This is being rushed. This is, there's no way that this is good. This can't possibly work. I mean, Kamala Harris, who's now vice president, flat out said she doesn't trust anything that Trump did. But now she's going to turn around. Now she's in the office. She's going to be like, oh, yeah, it's safe. But your rhetoric was dividing people from the beginning. You're you're reckless with your words when you're in leadership. You know what? If you want to be a talking pundit like us, we can talk back and forth and we can, you know, pretend like we're, you know, people are listening to us or whatever and just, you know, say, say opposing things or be crazy and say insane things. But you know what? If you're in the leadership and you're going to be president of the United States or a governor or a senator, you should probably have a unified message if it was a, unif- uh, a unified problem for the country mm. where it affects all the citizens, that everybody should have dropped their bullshit, Republican, Democrat. They should have had one big meeting and said, hey. This guys, this is really important. On this topic, we got to be together, together, and they weren't, and that's, and now it's too late, and now we're playing videos like what Slick Willie posted, you know, on our show, and like the other people have seen that. They don't trust. There's no trust there. Why would you trust the government? I mean, these are the people who are trying to tax you more. They're, if you don't comply, well, what happened to freedom? They're trying to get you to go to a concentration camp or there's people who are in favor of that. If you don't comply, how is that building trust? That doesn't build trust. Then the companies who made the vaccine come out and say, well, we don't 
want to release the data until 2076, like 50 years from now. That doesn't exactly spur on trust. That doesn't build trust. That raises eyebrows. That makes it, why are you being so sus? For real, as my 11-year-old would say, you're, you're being sus. So I think a lot would need to happen. I, th- I think a lot of people would have probably gotten the vaccine if the messaging was a lot better. And they actually, we had real leaders, but we don't. Unfortunately, we don't have real leaders. So, mm. so with that said, what do you think happens if uh, certain people are forced to go to these concentration camps or detainment zones, let's call it? No, it's never going to happen. No? I mean, we would be in outright war. Uh, there's no way. Like, if somebody came to my house and was like, oh, we're going to detain you. Okay, well, one, I'll see you on the other side, but I'm going to start, I'm going to fight. I'm in, I'm in a, that's an act of war. You're not going to detain me. I'm not, I'm not your prisoner of war. I'm an American citizen. I have rights uh, bestowed upon me by the Constitution of the United States. And uh, you know what? I mean, that's just, it's crazy. No one's going to do that. And I wouldn't be the only one. There would be lots of people who think just that same way. Uh, and they might try to do it. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not going to try to do it. But if they do, they need to understand that there's – that's when a lot – you think you're going to die from COVID? No, you're going to die from my 9 millimeter. That's what's going to happen. The mm. 9 mil. And my last question for you. I mix it up here. But – what do you think happens if some of these things start to go through, like ending the filibuster, which takes 60 Senate votes, right? Yeah, I don't know what it takes, but I just know that it's such a short-term thing. And uh, you, you, I think you said it best earlier in the show here, where, like, how come they weren't on board with that when uh, the uh, Republicans had the House and the Senate? Uh, you know, all of a sudden now that you got the power – you're going to start eliminating things to try to hold that power. Well, what happens if you don't? Then you've literally crushed your soul. You've you've crushed everything. So go ahead. Get rid of the filibuster. See how well that works at the end of this year. Because mm. you're, you're not going to like what happens. You know, I'm not a big uh, – I go back and forth on Lindsey Graham. Uh, you know, South Carolina. I guess I kind of want to live there. But, you know, he's a senator <laughs> from South Carolina. And he's done some really great things, but he's done some really, you know, I can't tell. I think he's just another career politician. He's a rhino. So, he's a rhino. Uh, but he, he did go off, you know, at the Brett Kavanaugh hearing when all the Democrats were going nuts. And he was like, I hope you never get power. You know, and he was right. He's like, God help us all. You know, and if they get rid of the filibuster, it's going to be the biggest I think it will be the end of the Democrat Party. That's what I think. Mm. They'll mm. never see the light of day. End of the Democratic Party. I wish some of these Democrats would implode the party, uh, at least to you know split off and make a few others. Because there was something that I was listening to earlier that made a lot of sense. They were talking about some different conservative House representatives and senators. And a lot of these guys, like Tom Massey, who is for uh, where's Tom Massey at? Somewhere in the mid the Midwest, I think. And he's a conservative, but he's more of a of a libertarian, 
right? But he runs on the conservative mm-hmm. ticket because it's you're either Republican or Democrat. Right. But a lot of those guys are kind of tread the line of being a libertarian uh, compared. And, you know, the same thing on the Democratic side. It's like you have these Democrats like a Joe Manchin who are kind of in between. But then you have a lot of them, too, who are like way far radical socialists, Bernie Sanders. You know, I want my three houses and I want all all the money. And um, and these guys are just crazy. Guys are just crazy on that side. AOC, mm-hmm. the squad. These people are wild. Squad. The squad. What a nickname. Uh, but this is something that me and you were chatting about a little earlier in, in the week. Is wokeism. That's a new religion, my man. A new religion. Explain a little yeah. bit about what you're talking about there. Well, those are, I mean, you, you think you think Catholicism, right? Protestants. Uh, Buddhists, Taoism, Hinduism. There's all these. There's a there's a bunch of religions, right? But but I think you were making the point earlier too. Like you, you take Christianity. Like what part of that is terrible? You know, and a lot of these religions they have a lot of intertwining. If you study them, a lot of them do talk about like, hey, yeah, treat people right, treat people with respect, uh, lift one another up, care for the sick. Uh, take care of the poor, uh, find enlightenment, uh, whatever, seek, seek higher understanding. There's a lot of commonality between all of them. And uh, there's a new, the new kid on the block. It's wokeism. Being woke. It's their own religion. They got their own sermons, their own fire and brimstone preachers. Going to tell you how wrong you are. How dare you speak anything? And just like any of them, dude, and you've been to churches probably like this before where if something happens or you leave the church, they uh, you know, aren't very fond of that. They don't like it when people leave. They want you to be part of that community. They want you to stay. But interestingly enough, all of these religions have one thing in common that wokeism does not. They all extend grace. Wokeism does not. So if you make a mistake as a Christian, there's forgiveness of sins. Right? You're a Lutheran. You believe in the forgiveness of sins. Baptist, Christianity, you know, all these things. Like, there's some grace there. But there is not with wokeism. There's no grace. There's only condemnation. Mm. How dare you? There's only cancel culture mm. coming at you. You know, you, I don't like what you said. Turn on you, attack. And I'm telling you, the government is their church. So they're putting people in play, and they leverage the government to to just levy what they want. I don't like what you said. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change the definition of marriage. I'm gonna change the laws. You know where transgender women boys biological males can now compete with <laughs> biological women because they identify differently and how dare you speak out against that if you do you're a racist bigot so dude it's the new kid on the block it's wokeism yeah so we were talking about this earlier you know religion according to the 
Oxford Dictionary. It's a few different uh, definitions here for it. One is a particular system of faith and worship. Uh, one that I think pertains well here to kind of give a little better understanding is a pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance. The reason I say this is because I feel like a lot of people get mixed up what religion is. They think it's something like Christ Christianity or Islam, right? Where you have to pray and worship and follow rules and do all this stuff when it's not. Religion is just what you feel like you're like you were just describing what you feel is of supreme importance. And if you're going to sit there and get all preachy about wokeism and the BLM and things like that, when they're doing the same thing the preacher does on Sunday at a lot of churches, right? Sitting there mm -hmm. shaking their hands and say, if you want to further the movement, donate to us. Give <laughs> us your, give us your tithe. Yeah. We, the wokeism uh, cult is those, uh, that's the build back better tax. For real. There's your taxes. I'm going to increase your taxes. Oh, what is that? Oh, that's the wokeism tithe. Yeah. And pay your fair share. What's crazy about this stuff is like like the mm. Satan Club or that they don't want to teach Christianity in schools, but they want to teach atheism. They want to teach paganism and Satanism. You can't say that you don't want to teach Christianity because not everyone believes in God. But then tell everyone that they shouldn't believe in God because that's a religion too. Atheism is a religion just like Christianity is a religion because it's what you believe. It's what you find to be of supreme importance to you. That's what you as ascribe to. So it, it's like the roadrunner tactic, right? When you get down the road with someone and you're having a conversation and they say there is no such thing as absolute truths. Well, that can't be true because you're stating an absolute truth by telling me there's no such thing as absolute truths. Like the roadrunner tac tactic is like the simplest form of hypocrisy. And that's what they do. They say, we don't want to teach your religion. We want to teach our religion. They just don't say it in those words. Right. But that's what they're doing. Well, interestingly enough that you say that, because I started really thinking about this and, you know, in Christianity, we, we do actually believe that there is a Satan, that there is evil powers that, uh, you know, don't want to see you succeed, don't want to see you healthy, don't want to see you prospering and being healthy. That literally in the Bible and John 10, 10 says that the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. And uh, so those are labels. And one of Satan's greatest tricks is to try to get people to believe that he doesn't exist. He's not real. That's his deal. That's that's literally through the history of time. It's like, yeah, it's not really real. There's no God. There's no none of this. That's not real. But it, it's very real. And it's because they can't identify it. And isn't that what wokeism is doing right now? Mm. That's why I'm calling it out. I'm placing a label on it. Because they don't call it wokeism. They don't call it a religion. They don't call the taxes that they're passing their tithe. They don't They don't call it any of that. But I'm going to do that because you do exist. And once you know and can label it and identify it, you can call it out. 
And a lot of people are starting to step up to the plate and be like, cancel culture. That doesn't work. That doesn't work for us. That's a label. And have you ever noticed like the wokeism people hate that term? Oh, it's not cancel culture. No, it's just, you know, that's what the right thing to do is to not support people who say those things, Mm. you know, whoever they're trying to cancel. They don't call it cancel culture. Amen. So I'm telling you, man, you got to label it. You got to call it out. And more people need to step up, have a backbone and just realize what is actually happening. Preach, brother Chris. Hallelujah. Quite, frank, quite frankly, at the end of the day, I my personal belief is it's Satan's new tactic to actually create discord amongst all of humanity because that's what he does. Bringing he, the heat. He, he's all about discord. And, uh, you know, if you step back and just actually analyze it for a second and maybe ask some a little bit deeper, deeper questions, you know, about like where we come from, how, you know, how are we here? What's the meaning of life? What's the purpose? I can assure you it is not to do the things that Satan is supporting. Adultery, stealing, killing, all that stuff. How is that going to make harmonious uh, life amongst all of us? And that's that's the biggest problem that we got, Chad. I'm telling you, hey, is Joe Biden unifying us? That was what he ran on. You feel more unified with the country today? Or do you feel divided, split, mm. segregated, targeted? It's disgusting. I hope he can turn that into a clip. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> I, mean, I, I always feel like there's certain points throughout the pod, podcast we do. And I think to myself, like, why don't we start out with that? Right? Like, you're trying to draw in people to listen or whatever or view it. Like, why don't we start out with that, dude? That was amazing. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Spot on. I've I've been thinking about it quite a bit. And, you know, I just know, you know, like you and I both know that, like, in my job, well, one of the things I do is I negotiate. And when you're negotiating, you know, if you're trying to get something or you're trying to, like, put a deal together, you've got one party who's got an agenda and you got the other party who's got an agenda. And you got to find out what those agendas are. And if you're trying to find out and people are being secretive or they're not wanting to admit what they're trying to do, it means they're avoiding the label because they don't want you to identify that because then once it's identified, you can have a strategy to put the deal together or, or to get what you want. And that is, that is wokeism 101. Do not label us. Right. That's like the biggest thing with overcoming objections in sales, right? You want to be able to put a label on what it is. Is it value? Is it money? Is it time? Is it trust? Like what part of the process are you saying no to? Yeah. Label, prioritize, anchor. That's Mm. that's it. Mm. Mm. Verners. LPA. So, dude, that was money. That's money, dude. So So that's why we need a sponsor right now. That segment brought to you by Christ Presbyterian Church in Nova. (laughs) Hope my pastor Jimmy doesn't mind that. (laughs) That's that. That's awesome. So there's another article I ran across the longest name in football. Ben Roethlisberger is soon to not be the longest name in football as he's expected to retire the reason he said is he wants to expand the kingdom of God. 
He's How got about redemption. that? He's, uh, he's got redemption because good old Ben Roethlisberger in his early days was not exactly Christian material. Yeah. Uh, but that's, hey, but that's the beauty of it. There's grace. There's forgiveness of sins. And you can step up and be a great person and God will use the, the, you know, the worst of us and turn us into the best of us. Yeah, I love it when I see athletes come out and say things like this and really, uh, like you said, take a turn for the better and make that a staple for what they want to want to do. And it's very interesting when they say specific things like expand the kingdom of God. Like that's a very specific statement, right? Like that's that's something specific that you're going to to do that relates to in the Bible, which is awesome. So I think that'll be cool. Uh, my man, Log's name in football, won a few Super Bowls. He won two, right? I think. Uh, yeah, I think he never had a losing season. I think he had like four eight-win seasons out of the fifteen, but never a losing season. Yeah, because then he win one with Cower and one with Tomlin. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Can't wait to see more of that. Uh, dude, you you crushed it there at the end. Like I said, we need hey. to make a clip out of that. Last thing before we go. We had a good weekend in football, Ooh. mostly because TA didn't play in DraftKings, so I was able <laughs> to lose by 0.4 points dude. to the real deal, which is just stupid. I can't even believe it. Oh, so dumb. But you got you've got the final matchups. You got the final four on the AFC and the NFC. Who you got? It's so tough because all eight teams, I think, have a shot at beating any of the other teams. Like we haven't really seen a stacked playoff picture like this before. And the worst of them is probably the Bengals. And the Bengals have won some pretty good games throughout the year. I mean, I think you got to take the take the Packers over the Niners. Uh, what is what is the other game? It's Bucks and um, Rams. Rams. Tom Brady against Stafford. I th- I'm taking the Rams, man. I don't, did, did did the Rams win? Uh, the Rams won against Tampa Bay earlier in the year, right? Yeah, yeah. The Rams. So won. this is a this is a repeat. I think uh, that'll be good. Def, they definitely have the ability to. And then uh, I'm taking the Bills over the Chiefs. I think the Bills Ooh. got some. Bills got some redemption, man. Dude, Bills got some I redemption. Don't know. The Chiefs been there. They know the drill. That's true. But I'm taking the Bills. And then the other game, you got the Bengals against the Titans. I think the I think the Bengals are going to pull out an upset. I'm going I'm upset gonna, city over here. I know, which is going to be great because it's going to air. You know, there's people probably watching the live feed, but this is going to air on Friday. So if you're listening to us, it's right before this is our NFL pregame. I'm going Bengals over the Titans because I like that. I like Jamar Chase. I like Burrow. I think they're going to be good. And Go Tigers. Then, uh, I am going to take KC okay. to defend uh, and just uh, beat Buffalo. And I know 
uh, you know, I dated a girl from Buffalo <laughs> once upon a time. Uh, and, you know. They're the was, worst kind of people. <laughs> she was my first love. Shout out to Matthew Lang. People from <laughs> yeah. Buffalo are the worst and kind Matt of people. Lang. And Matt Lang, who owes me $100. Yep. <laughs> he still owes me 100 bucks, Lang. Uh, and then on the NFC side, dude, I agree. I think Packers just too much. Packers at Lambeau Field, supposed to be cold. The crazy thing or- about that game is the Niners, too, have won some really big games. Like, the Niners could be anybody left. They got some playmakers, yeah. man. The only thing I think is the 49ers match up well against the Packers. Yeah. So I think there's that. And then the last one, the Rams or Tampa the Bay. Bucks. You know what? I'm going to go with the playoff experience. Tom Ooh. Brady, who's been there a million times, and congratulate. He's going to shake Stafford's hand and say, good job on getting one win in the playoffs. Now go sit down and lie down before you hurt yourself. <laughs> Touchdown, Tommy. And we'll see how that uh, the final four on each side uh, shapes up. And then next week we will do our uh, championship game. Yeah, we'll do our AFC NFC championship game. Should be good. But until then, Commander Walls, blessed peace be with you. Blessed be Commander Dayton under his eye. With the amazing weather we're having. (laughs) Tech helicopter, best wishes. Get well soon, buddy. We love you.